Welcome to a Dry Bones Ministries special podcast series on the consecration to St. Joseph. My name is Father Adam Potter and today is day 17. We continue our journey today by taking a look at St. Joseph's virtue of chastity, especially in the way that it reveals his sacrificial love for Jesus and Mary, even to the point of being able to call him a martyr of love. Okay, if you're ready, let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit did instruct the hearts of the faithful, Grant that by the same Holy Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Salutations to St. Joseph Hail, Joseph, image of God the Father. Hail, Joseph, Father of God the Son. Hail, Joseph, temple of the Holy Spirit. Hail, Joseph, beloved of the Holy Trinity. Hail, Joseph, most faithful helper of the Great Council. Hail, Joseph, guardian of holy virgins. Hail, Joseph, great lover of poverty. Hail, Joseph, exemplar of meekness and patience. Hail, Joseph, model of humility and obedience. Blessed are you among men, and blessed are your eyes which have seen the things you saw. Blessed are your ears which have heard the things you heard. And blessed are your hands which have fondled the word made flesh. And blessed are your arms, which have carried him who keeps all things in existence. And blessed is your bosom, on which the Son of God fondly rested. And blessed is your heart, aflame with the most ardent love. And blessed is the Eternal Father, who chose you. And blessed is the Son, who loved you. And blessed is the Holy Spirit, who sanctified you. And blessed is Mary, your spouse, who loved you as her spouse and brother. And blessed is the angel who guarded you, and blessed be forever all who bless and love you. The Memorare to St. Joseph Remember, O most chaste spouse of the Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly into thee, my spiritual father, and beg thy protection. O foster father of the Redeemer, despise not my petitions, but in thy goodness, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, well, it's so good to be with you again. This is, uh, right, day 17. We're diving in, and we have this great petition of Joseph Most Chaste. Pray for us. And we get to talk about chastity one more time, and maybe you're like, haven't we done that before? Believe it or not, this is the first time uh, this petition has come up, although chastity is wrapped up into a number of the other realities that we've looked at with Joseph, especially considering his youthfulness and um, his role, his um, renunciation of sexual relations and being a virgin. So I don't know, maybe you're tired of hearing about chastity and virginity, or maybe you're open to more. Can you give me one more day, <laughs> just one more day, to appreciate this great virtue of chastity? I think it's so important right now, um, maybe for some obvious reasons, but I think for a reason that gets to this core longing that we have. Every single human person longs to be loved in a way that is true and authentic. 
How do we know though? How do we know? Like there are so many counterfeit loves out there. How do we know that this person who's pursuing me, interested in me, that I might enjoy being with, how do I know that they actually care about me for who I am and not just for what I can give them or what might be beneficial in the, in the long run for them? It comes down to this really key reality. Suffering. Suffering, right? Like if you want to know that this other, that this other person really loves you, are they willing to sacrifice for you? And it's interesting because in a lot of relationships, it's at the point of suffering whenever sacrifices are demanded that all of a sudden the true colors are able to emerge and manifest themselves. And that can either be for the good or for the bad. I know a lot of uh, couples who everything goes really well. We've never fought. We've never argued. And then all of a sudden uh, tension comes in, disagreement comes in, and one person is asked to compromise and they bail. It's like, I'm, I'm not doing that. And all of a sudden, the true colors are able to come out like, oh, maybe you weren't as actually authentically in love with that person as you thought or it appeared. Or, and this is what's most beautiful, right? That, that you can have a couple who everything's going well. We never fight. We never argue. Everything's good. And then all of a sudden, tragedy hits. And what happens? We see out of the depths of their hearts an emergence of a deeper, more genuine and authentic love than ever was revealed up to that point, right? <laughs> to see a proof of a love comes through this virtue of chastity. It's this ability to suffer in a way that I can now give all of myself to you and in a way that I don't have to wonder, is this really maybe for like selfish pur purposes? Am I secretly doing this just for myself? Right? Have you ever thought about that? Like, how do I actually know that I'm, I'm loving this person for who they are? Um, it's seen in the ways that we're called to sacrifice. That if I'm willing to renounce my own desires, my own gratification for this other person, it's a really good indication that you're not doing it for yourself. So, here, oh, maybe I'll just say this. This is why I love in such an incredible way the, the gift of celibacy for priests. For it's in this renunciation, and celibacy is different than chastity, right? Chastity is a, a loving in the truth of who they are and their relationship that they're in. Celibacy is living in an unmarried state. So married couples are called to be chaste. Unmarried individuals are called to be chaste. But it's um, the unmarried person, especially a, a priest who takes a promise to be unmarried, who lives in a renunciation of sexual relations. And it's a particular sacrifice, but it's profoundly beautiful in considering who the priest is as being united with Christ, the high priest, who himself was unmarried. But he wasn't just the high priest. He was also the victim, the sacrifice himself. And so this is, this is just an, an incredible gift that priests are able to embrace in this sacrifice for their bride, the church. If you're with me, then can we take a look at St. Joseph? This is just how I've come to, to really appreciate him and his virtue of chastity. Chastity, was it really hard for Joseph? There was a lot of suffering, but I don't know that it was difficult for him. Right, here's what I mean. Sometimes we have this vision of the truly virtuous person, whether it's prudence, temperance, uh, courage, 
as the one who struggles the most to really garner up a lot of effort and put forth like, wow, this really heroic act. And there's actually a misconception there. The truly virtuous person is able to do incredibly excellent things with ease. With ease. It's the, it's the weightlifter who's been training his whole life and he's able to throw up hundreds of pounds in, on the squat or on the bench. Or, ah, shoot, I get blown away by some of these moms and dads who have these beautiful young families and they're running all around chasing their kids from the very early hours of the morning to the end hours at night. And I get tired after 90 minutes, you know? It's like, oh, how do you do this? This is your entire life. But they do it with ease. Why? Well, because they've trained, right? And this is like the, the reality of love, of chastity, that it's a muscle that needs to be strengthened and expanded. And it's through discipline and renunciation of self so that now I have a greater capacity to give and to love and to serve. And, oh, this is Joseph. In his entire life, he chose this path of renunciation, of not my will, of seeking a hidden life of seeking a seeking a silent life of seeking seeking a whatever the lord I'm saying seeking so whatever the lord calls me to and whatever dream he comes to he gets up and he does it however i'm called to lay down my life for my bride mary i'm willing to do it take your wife into your home like yes i can do that and not with a lot of effort but actually with an ease and a joy and a sweetness to it with that, I'd like to turn to our saint, Saint PJ, Saint Amard, and he has some incredible things here to appreciate. The sacrifices of Joseph that really shows the depths of his love. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Here's what he says. Quote, we may well call Saint Joseph the martyr of the hidden life, for no one ever suffered as he did. But why so much so sorrow in his life? Simply because the holier a person is, the more he must suffer for the love and glory of God. Suffering is the flowering of God's grace in a soul and the triumph of the soul's love for God. Therefore, St. Joseph, the greatest of saints after Mary, suffered more than all the martyrs. So what we see here is this connection to a reality that in our fallen world, there can be no love without sacrifice. And this is different than before the fall, because before the fall, when there was a harmony in our world, there you didn't have to sac Adam and Eve didn't have to sacrifice to love. Their wills and intellects were perfectly ordered towards seeing the dignity of the other person and reverencing them and honoring them in this ability to give themselves away and receive the other person. But once the sin comes into the world and the fall happens all of a sudden, now our wills and intellects aren't perfectly ordered towards what's good and true, but it's off, it's disordered, and we want to seek our own gratification as opposed to our own self-donation. And here's the thing, when we grow in holiness, when we desire a greater perfection of love, we necessarily take on greater suffering. And that's how he can say Joseph suffered than, more than all of the martyrs, all the saints, save Mary, who had an even greater capacity to suffer in her holiness, conformity to love itself. 
He goes on to say, The source of his suffering lay in his deep, tender, and enlightened love for Jesus in his veneration for the Virgin Mary. All the elect must climb the hill of Calvary, and it is only through the wounds in his feet, in the wounds in his hands and feet, that they reach the heart of Jesus. It is not so much a question of penitence as of love. Penitence only pays a debt, but love goes further and crucifies itself with Jesus and for Jesus. It is a truth, then, that the more a soul loves, the more it suffers. Here's this great insight that hopefully we can appreciate that as Catholics, we're not interested in suffering for the sake of suffering. We venerate the image of Christ on the cross not because we want to feel really guilty about our sins and not because we just want to take on more mortification so that we can, I don't know, just like embrace more suffering for this. It's for love. We hold up Christ on the cross because we see in that the greatest act of love the world has ever known, that we're able to get a glimpse into the heart of God who gave all of himself through his son crucified. And so Joseph's suffering wasn't for the sake of suffering. It was for the sake of his love for Jesus Christ. And it's in this that's the difference between love and penitence. Penitence sees this debt of how much my sins cost the Lord. It cost him everything. And so that he would make it up. But a pure love isn't just trying to fulfill a debt. It's actually a question of just responding to this love for love's sake. He goes on, this is why St. Joseph's Calvary lasted 30 years with no respite whatever. When he was honored with the dignity of foster father of Christ, the cross was set up in his heart and he labored in its shadow for the rest of his life. Profound, right? Joseph, who never got a chance to make it to Calvary, was able to experience the reality of Calvary, that mystical reality of Christ taking on our sins and offering his life to the Father, Joseph was able to be united in his son in that way for his whole 30 years um, of as being his foster father and being able to unite his son to Jesus in a true sacrificial love of laying down his life as a father and husband. The last part that we need to take in. Of course, he had certain moments of happiness And this is probably a relief for us to hear in considering all of the sufferings that St. Peter Julian Amard is describing that St. Joseph was able to endure. Here's the thing to, to remember. In his suffering, which he had a great capacity to do, there was a sweetness to it all. And this sweetness comes from a soul that's been totally and perfectly given over to God. That it's in that It's in that union of suffering that I'm united to the one that I love. And this is the one that said, my yoke is sweet and my burden light. Because when you're with me, you have all that you need. He had moments of happiness, but they did not last long, nor did he linger over them. For suffering was a need of his heart. He rejoiced in it, knowing well that true love is crucified love. Only in heaven shall we grasp the full extent of St. Joseph's suffering. But what we already know from meditation helps us to estimate his merits and the intensity of his love. Weigh his sufferings 
and you will know the extent of his love. Weigh the sacrifice of the saints, and you will know the degree of their love. Love is not joy and consolation. These are only the reward of love. End quote. When we get to heaven, we will know that true love is crucified love. This is amazing. And just to reiterate that, is, is this not the love that our hearts long for? A love that's able to look at us and say, you're worth suffering for. You're worth sacrificing for. You're worth giving everything for. No matter what the burden, what the in, inconvenience, what the sacrifice. Like, I'm willing to give myself to you. This is what's most beautiful about the Lord. And to consider in a way that he was able to take on this most chaste and generous love from his foster father, Joseph, who was able to show his virtue of chastity through his suffering. And this is how St. Isidore de Lisle is able to say that there's no love in the whole of heaven that deserves the glorious crown of martyrdom more than does the love of St. Joseph, because he embodied the martyr's desire to lay down their life for Christ. Love it. He was the one who was willing as a father to lay down his life for Christ most perfectly for his 30 years of Calvary in a way that was able to show and prove his love for the Lord Jesus and his chaste love for the Blessed Virgin Mary. Ah, so good. The intensity of St. Joseph's love. And it's with that intensity, let's just unite our hearts to his and pray for his virtue of chastity to be in us wherever we struggle with purity, wherever we struggle with chastity, that that most chaste heart of Joseph might come in and purify us so that we can be a great beacon of love to all those people in our lives. The Litany of St. Joseph, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, hear us. Christ, graciously hear us. God, the Father of heaven, have mercy on us. God, the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy on us. God, the Holy Spirit, have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God, have mercy on us. Holy Mary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Noble offspring of David, pray for us. Light of patriarchs, pray for us. Spouse of the Mother of God, pray for us. Chaste guardian of the Virgin, pray for us. Foster father of the Son of God, pray for us. Zealous defender of Christ, pray for us. Head of the Holy Family, pray for us. Joseph most just, pray for us. Joseph most chaste, pray for us. Joseph most prudent, pray for us. Joseph most courageous, pray for us. Joseph most obedient, pray for us. Joseph most faithful, pray for us. Mirror of patience, pray for us. Lover of poverty, pray for us. Model of workmen, pray for us. Glory of domestic life, pray for us. Guardian of virgins, pray for us. Pillar of families, pray for us. Comfort of the afflicted, pray for us. Hope of the sick, pray for us. Patron of the dying, pray for us. Terror of demons, pray for us. Protector of the Holy Church, pray for us.
Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Spare us, O Lord. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Graciously hear us, O Lord. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. He has made him Lord of his household and Prince over all his possessions. Let us pray. O God, who in your loving providence chose blessed Joseph to be the spouse of your most holy mother, grant us the favor of having him for our intercessor in heaven, whom on earth we venerate as our protector. You who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Through the intercession of the most chaste heart of Joseph and the immaculate heart of Mary, may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So good to be with you as always, uh, completing this day 17, hopefully just to appreciate just more the virtue of chastity, this incredible ability to show an authentic proof of love through sacrifice and even taking on suffering. And just to appreciate Joseph did it all with such joy and uh, experiencing the sweetness of it all. So let's keep one another in prayer. So good to be with you. And I look forward to continuing our journey with you tomorrow for day 18. God bless you all. And St. Joseph, pray for us.